Welcome to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley, a beloved teacher of the Course, who has helped thousands learn how to express their beliefs from moment to moment in their everyday lives. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace, through practical application. Here is your host, Rev. Jennifer Hadley. And here we are again. How wonderful. (laughs) It really is wonderful to be the two or more who are gathered, transcending thoughts of limitation, transcending thoughts of time and space and stepping into the true reality of love, which is our true nature. So let us begin with a blessing placing our hands on our hearts, remembering that the kingdom is within. It's been pre-installed. We partner up with the higher Holy Spirit self when we remember love. We remember divine grace. We call love and grace. We call the higher Holy Spirit self into our awareness. And we give thanks for our precious life. We give thanks that every choice we make can bring benefit to all beings. And so we open our hearts and minds to the very highest possibility of our dharma. We make this declaration of love to consciously connect and commune with the Holy Spirit. Not just in this moment, but now and forevermore. Releasing any sense of lack and limitation, releasing any idea of separation, we remember ourselves as pure spirit. We remember our brothers and sisters as pure spirit and we make a holy offering of any sense of separation, lack, thoughts of attack, thoughts of limitation. We release any resistance, any reluctance to remember the truth and live in alignment with divine order. We align our Use of free will with divine will. And we give thanks to declare ourselves to be truly helpful. In grace and gratitude, we share the benefits with everyone and we rejoice that it's so right now. And so it is. Amen. Amen, amen. (sighs) Yes, I am just filled with great joy and love and light and all all good things and one thing that i'm really just thrilled about is it's time for me right now i'm just getting underway with my seven-week spiritual boot camp class and we uh we're on it we are off and running and it's beautiful so beautiful uh, we are really deepening. Every time I offer this class, it's a, a deepening and awakening. And I'm inviting you to join us. We, you can still enroll. There's still room in the class. And uh, one of the great things about it is uh, even though we have weekly calls, you can listen to them whenever you like. And most people 
actually don't show up on the call. They listen later because they're in a different part of the world. They read the transcript. They watch the videos at their own pace and their own leisure. And the whole thing about finding freedom is really offloading all the habits, the resistance, the reluctance, the regrets, the blame and shame and all the patterns of negativity and moving into that space where we can be truly helpful. So that's our top truly helpful. And from my own experience, the only way to become truly helpful is to have a deep spiritual practice and commitment. And uh, without a deep spiritual practice, it's really, really challenging to hold the commitment. So many spiritual seekers I know say that they will have a deeper practice when they have more time. Now, of course, miracle students, we know that time is an illusion. And time is not something that we really can have more or less of. Although we can experience more of it or experience less of it, right? Course Miracles is always speaking to us about saving time by aligning with the divine and rather than working out the same karmic lessons over and over and over again to finally get with the program (laughs) and choose love. So many spiritual seekers declare that when they have more time, then they will have a deeper spiritual practice and then somehow that... It just doesn't arrive. It doesn't arrive. And for me, in my personal experience, that was my story. I kept saying, oh, when I have more time, I'll have a deeper practice. But then as I did gradually continue to deepen my practice, deepen my dedication and my commitment, I reached a point where I really... I wasn't interested in playing small anymore. I wasn't interested in having a life apart from God anymore. I wasn't interested in seeking the things of this world anymore. I was truly only interested in being helpful in awakening to the divine and remembering my divinity and experiencing that total communion with the higher Holy Spirit self. Now, many people would like to have an awakening for egoic reasons and many people would like to have an awakening so they can get off the planet because it's a mad 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 world (laughs) and i understand that but for me the impetus was really to be truly helpful and because i i love humanity and i love mother earth and all the beings of mother earth the sentient beings and there for me is a, a a call to live as the bodhisattva to live as that beneficial presence who is here to be truly helpful and we all have the things that light us up you know for one person it's uh i don't know making boats or making music or uh, whatever. But for me, being truly helpful is something that I have a passion for. And I, through all my spiritual studies, I recognized that the most profound and powerful, simplest, quickest way for me to be truly helpful is for me to align with love and live that life of love. 
Now, early on in A Course in Miracles, in fact, right along in Chapter 2, and it is Section 5, The Functions of the Miracle Worker, uh, right at the end of that section, it's my page 28, it says here so beautifully, you can do much on behalf of your own healing and that of others if, in a situation calling for help, you think of it this way. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And this has been my experience. And so I invite you to consider working with this prayer for the next week. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So I'm inviting you to really to find freedom through setting that aspiration to be truly helpful. Now, in most situations and circumstances, it's hard to know what being truly helpful would look like. However, we can train ourselves to recognize what it feels like. And when we're in that feeling tone vibration of being truly helpful, we recognize that divine love is pouring through us. It is as us. It's operating as us. We are representing, we're representing the love of God purely. And there's an ease and a grace to it. There's an assurance to it. So we cultivate an awareness of what that feels like so that we know it. We all know what it feels like uh, to have an alignment with something. Right? We know what it feels like to have an alignment with depression or sadness or anger or resentment or hurt or blame or shame. We know what it feels like to have an alignment with greed or jealousy. And we also probably know what it's like to have an alignment with wholeness, with harmony, with joy, with freedom, with truth with wisdom, with clarity, even if we don't feel like we've had those experiences because those spiritual qualities are our true identity, there is a profound recognition when we align with them that, ah, this is what wisdom feels like versus what it looks like. This is what it feels like. And sometimes, uh, from an intuitive perspective, it's uh, a sense of knowing. Sometimes it's a sense of hearing and aligning with the, the sound 
right? Sound is thought. It really is. Sound and thought vibration are the same. And we're beings of light, so light vibration is also in a sense, the same. So there, there's an alignment that's familiar with us because it's our true identity. It's our true nature. Now, it's pretty easy, and we've probably all experienced it, that ego alignment where we think we know what's best and we think we know what's truly helpful. So we have to out- offload that attachment in order to have the clarity of God's love in our awareness. And I love that it says here, I'm content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So for me, one of the prayers that I made for several years, probably about three years, over and over and over again, many times a day, was to release any reluctance or resistance to align with divine will. So really, that was my prayer to be truly helpful. And a simple restating of that, day in and day out, my prayer is to be truly helpful. And to follow divine guidance, divine inspiration, which is always flowing. And we hear, feel, sense, see, and know it. Clearly, when we are not making negative meaning of things, when we're not judging and focusing on our opinions. So, this is the divine opportunity that we have in every moment that we can call forth. And it's up to us. To do that divine alignment. So for me, one of the things I do on a daily basis is I pray first thing in the morning before I get out of bed. I pray last thing at night when I get into bed after I turn out the light. I'm in that constant prayer field. It doesn't cost anything extra to be in prayer. It doesn't cost anything extra to always be in tune with divine alignment and divine guidance. In fact, it actually saves money. It saves time. It saves inconvenience. And we can train our minds to do this. So that's what I've done. I've trained my mind that if I wake up in the middle of the night to use the restroom, I go right into prayer. You can do these things. You can train your mind. It's We're untraining our mind to focus on the thoughts of lack and attack, and we're training our mind to remember our divinity and the divinity of all life. And what a blessed, blessed opportunity this is for us. It is such a sweet, sweet joy to walk in the world more focused on being helpful And sharing something, sharing the love of God, sharing an awareness of my divinity and the divinity of all life, rather than trying to get something, to get stuff. And so being able to shift into this awareness of receiving and sharing versus getting is, ah, 
It's really heaven on earth. There's such a divine alignment that takes place that feels so profound, and that's where that healing. So as we learn to stay in this place of being truly helpful and focusing on having faith that we will be divinely inspired, led, and guided in every moment, then what unfolds is that clarity of mind, that purity of mind and intention that allows us to hear the inspiration and to recognize it for what it is. So one of the things that many spiritual seekers struggle with is, is this divine guidance or is this the ego? Well, you learn to tell the difference when you're interested in the difference. Do you know what I mean? So if you really cherish the ego thoughts, you might not be that interested in divine inspiration. If if you disregard divine inspiration, which is going to be guidance around being truly helpful, truly loving, remembering the unity of all life and leaving behind the thoughts of lack and attack. If you deny that inspiration when it shows up in your life, then... You're going to feel out of alignment. You'll be questioning yourself. You'll be filled with doubt and guilt and all of the things that interrupt the flow of divine wisdom and clarity. So we have to choose clarity in order to experience clarity. And there's nothing like clarity. Oh, it's just the ultimate refresher. It is the ultimate renewer. So this is our walk. To be truly helpful. So it's time for me to take a break. And I'll just remind you that I'm Jennifer Hadley. And you're listening to A Course in Miracles. We're walking the talk. We're living love. I'll be right back. Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles. Living the love, walking the talk. Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So we're talking about being truly helpful. And, uh, oh my gosh, it is the pause that refreshes <laughs> it's so uh, amazing. In chapter 4, my page 71, uh, it's chapter 4, section 7, paragraph 8. God is praised whenever any mind learns to be wholly helpful. This is impossible without being wholly harmless, because the two beliefs must coexist. The truly helpful are invulnerable because they are not protecting their egos, and so nothing can hurt them. Their helpfulness is their praise of God, and he will return their praise of him because they are like him, and they can rejoice together. So, like attracts like, and... Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of like you don't get what you want, you get what you are. So be truly helpful and you get help. So we don't give to get, we give because we've already been given. 
right? We've already been given the kingdom. It's already pre-installed. So this is what it's saying. Our helpfulness is our praise of God. It's our song of praise. We're praising the oneness and the unity of all life. We're recognizing the unity of all life when we're walking in that place of being truly helpful. Now, just one of the challenges that many spiritual seekers go through is that Awakening awareness to realize that perhaps you might have been giving to get and you might have been volunteering in your spiritual community, in your church and whatever things where you're volunteering, you might be volunteering and giving of your time and service in order to get something. And that is energizing the ego. No matter what service you're providing, you're still energizing the ego. So for me, that was one of the profound realizations in my life is to stop doing that. Stop giving to get. Stop doing things so that people will like me. Stop doing things so that people will think well of me. Because all of that really is masking a deep sense of unworthiness. And in any attempt to mask a sense of unworthiness, you're actually affirming it. That's what I discovered. So if I'm giving to get, then I'm affirming that I don't already have. See how powerful this is? If you're giving to get, then you are affirming that you don't already have. So I'm going to invite you to consider this as a healing moment right now and to place your hand on your heart. And to just close your eyes and turn within and take this holy breath with me. So we're taking this breath and receiving the love of God into our awareness, giving thanks for our precious life and the opportunity to remember our true identity. And continuing to take these deep, deep breaths in gratitude, in the high vibration of gratitude, I'm inviting you to look at any place in your life where you can recognize that you have been giving to get. Where have you been giving to get in your family? Where are you giving to your loved ones in order to get them to respond in some way? Just becoming aware of that. Getting some clarity about in your intimate relationships, where have you been giving to get? And then looking at your workplace, where have you been giving to get? Is there any place at work that you're giving to get? Are you working only for a paycheck? Are you working for money or for the love of it? For the love of God? What is your motivation? Are you giving to get? 
Is there any volunteer work that you're doing that you're giving of your time and energy in order to get something? What is it that you think you lack that you're trying to get in all these places? What is it that you're trying to get? And would you be willing to shift that if you but knew that every time you give to get that you're moving into the ego identification of A, you are in lack, so you think you have to give to get, instead of sharing in order to be truly helpful. And where in your life are you giving to get? And you can see that That giving to get is a habit, a pattern of control and manipulation. Are you in the habit and the pattern of control and manipulation in your relationships where you're giving to get? Giving to get is a pattern, it's a habit of control and manipulation. Is that what you'd like to continue to invest in? Is that what you're doing at work? Is that what you're doing when you're volunteering, controlling, and manipulating? The only time we move into control and manipulating is when we feel disconnected from the divine. When we're in trust, When we're in faith, we don't need to control and manipulate. When we're in control and manipulation, then we're feeling limited, stuck, abandoned, without assistance. We're feeling that we've got to make things happen in order for the good to be available to us. We can find freedom through giving up these habits and these patterns. And it's not that complicated. It's not that hard. If you'd like help with that, that's what my Finding Freedom class is all about. You can join us. The details are at jenniferhadley.com. But of course you don't need me. You don't need my help. You've got the Holy Spirit. Yes, you do. So in this moment, let us make the decision that we no longer need to give to get, that it's already been given to us, and we're going to accept it fully now so that we can be those that have, and we're sharing from the overflow 
God is praised whenever any mind learns to be wholly helpful. This is impossible without being wholly harmless, because the two beliefs must coexist. The truly helpful are invulnerable, because they're not protecting their egos, and so nothing can hurt them. The only thing that can hurt us is our egoic identification, the egoic thoughts that we cherish and treasure. If we think we don't have, then we might be giving to get. If we're giving to get, chances are we're thinking we don't have and we're energizing it through controlling and manipulating and we are making ourselves miserable. And more than making ourselves miserable, we're wasting our precious life. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So we are adjusting how we walk and talk in the world. This is amazing miracle healing. Yes, 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 yes. So I invite you to look into your heart and ask yourself, is there any place in your life where you are unwilling to be truly helpful? Is there any place in your life where you're unwilling to be truly helpful and instead you're actually energizing some kind of separation, some kind of revenge, perhaps a resentment? a regret, and isn't that fear which is going to bring about a deep sense of suffering. So this prayer on page 28 is right before one of my favorite sections, the fear and conflict section in the course. I always recommend people read it again and again and again because it's so clear. And it's so beautiful. In paragraph 5, on paragraph uh, page 29, it says, Fear is always a sign of strain, arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. So if what you want is peace, if what you want is awakening, if what you want is to have a spiritual demonstration, to experience miraculous healing in your physical body, in your emotional body, in your mental body. But despite the fact that you're wanting these things, that's not how you operate in the world. In the world, you're identified with the ego, you're giving to get, you're controlling and you're manipulating, you're harboring resentments and thoughts of revenge. Then You're going to feel afraid and insecure because you're saying that you want one thing, but what you do brings you something else and you can't ever actually connect to what you want 
because of what you're choosing to do. Now, I know for me, I'm a pretty, uh, oh, I guess in a certain sense, a meat and potatoes kind of a person. So I only do that which lines up with what I want. So if what I want is to hold on to resentment and regret, then I will do in accordance with that. So I'll um, not call somebody back or, you know, that's, that's how I used to operate. And now I'm really interested in being truly helpful. So in every instance, I have trained my mind to really look for any place where I might be holding on to some opinion, some judgment, some thought of separation so that I can have a healing. And and that's what it says there. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. So, again, fear is always a sign of strain arising whenever what you want conflicts with what you do. So I'm going to invite you right now to tune in and think about what is it that you want most to experience in your life what is it that you want to experience most in your life is it happiness is it joy is it freedom is it a sense of wholeness is it a sense of abundance is it a sense of peace and harmony no fear no conflict no worry What is most important to you in terms of how do you want to feel? It's really important to focus on how you'd like to feel. Because the Holy Spirit will always be guiding you to the highest and best choices to support you in feeling that. But as you can begin to see, if you're choosing thoughts of lack and attack, then truly you're not interested in feeling harmonious. Truly you're not interested in feeling wholeness. Truly you're not interested in feeling abundance. Or you wouldn't be choosing thoughts of lack and attack. So it's so valuable for us to get real. What's really going on? What are we really choosing? Because the ego thought system will convince us that by giving service in our community that we're being truly helpful when in fact we could be giving to get and be truly selfish and serving the selfish self versus the higher self, the holy self. We cannot serve both. And here's what we all know. On some level we know that everything is recorded. Every choice that we make and the nature of it. And everything either serves love or separation. Everything is either about experiencing the holy relationship or the special relationship. Everything is about uniting or dividing. So it does feel like a burden initially 
to be so observant of our thoughts and be very careful about what we choose to flow energy into. But once we get the hang of it, oh, that freedom, let freedom ring through every nook and cranny of your life. It is unbelievable. And I don't know about you, but in my experience, I have cried boatloads of tears in joy and happiness that I could learn to choose freedom, and I did learn to choose. That's what we're doing here. We're setting ourselves free. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and you're listening to A Course in Miracles on Unity Online Radio. We're walking the talk, we're living the love, and I'll be right back. Affirm the good that flows within you and stretch to reach your divine potential with daily inspirational messages from Daily Word. The path to God is not long or difficult or complex. Wherever I am, whatever I am doing, I pause and bring awareness to the one spirit that is within me. I open my mind to the thought of one creative energy enlivening me in the world. I open my heart to the one love that is the essence of life. This love, God's love, is within us all. Spirit needs no books or rituals, wealth or architecture to reveal itself. It is as intimate as a touch and as vast as the infinity of space. I am at peace in the simple knowing that wherever I am, God is. Daily Word magazine is now available in a digital format. A one-year subscription to Daily Word Digital Magazine with audio is only $9.95. That's less than three cents a day to start your day right, centered and connected to the truth within you. To learn how you can subscribe to this online interactive magazine, go to www.dailyword.com. Oprah Winfrey says that Eric Butterworth's book, Discover the Power Within You, changed her perspective on life and religion. Maya Angelou quotes Emily Cady's Lessons in Truth as she recalls her own spiritual awakening. What do these books have in common? They are Unity Classics. Join Rev. Laura Beth Gilbreth, Minister of Unity Transformation, Thursdays at 10 a.m. Pacific, 1 p.m. Eastern, for Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Each month, you'll be able to follow along and contribute your thoughts, questions, and ideas as we examine a different classic Unity book. From Charles and Myrtle Fillmore to Eric Butterworth, Emily Cady, and beyond, experience the foundational teachings of Unity. Hooked on Classics, exploring Unity's classic books. Thursdays on Unity FM, the voice of an awakening world. been listening to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk, with Rev. Jennifer Hadley. If you have a question or comment about today's program, or if you'd like to join in the discussion, visit us on Facebook at A Course in Miracles Pledge, where you can join with the community of like-minded people who have pledged to live A Course in Miracles every day in every way. Now, back to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. So 
I'm just going to mention something uh, that occurred to me during the break, and that is, uh, so we're we're in summertime here at the time of the actual program, and uh, I'm just starting this Finding Freedom class. I usually have people join in the first few weeks because they can do it at their own pace. They receive all the components, and it doesn't really matter when they do it, and what I have found is really, really powerful is when people take Finding Freedom in the spring or the summer, they repeat it in the fall, and then in the um, uh, in the new year, they take my year-long Masterful Living class. So right now, in my year-long Masterful Living class, the people who are in that class are having amazing, miraculous results. I mean, they are just blowing their own hair back. Now, a lot of people do that in Finding Freedom, and then they build on it in Masterful Living. So if you like my teaching style, if you like this kind of work, what happens in the Finding Freedom and the Masterful Living class is I give you very specific tools and practices. And these are the ones that worked for me in really opening my mind and having miraculous healing, miraculous breakthroughs. Because I have to tell you, I really didn't ever think I could get over my judging mind. I really didn't ever think... I could make a full 100% commitment to walking my talk and living the love. I just, I just didn't see how those things were possible, but I made the commitment to do my best. And I have had the most amazing and extraordinary healing experiences and I've experienced Miracles. So uh, recently I was talking about that the miracles are, are awaiting us. They are always with us and for us. And it's about our activating them. And the miracles are really not in time and space, although when the miracle opens in our mind, when the awareness opens in our mind, which can only happen through our willingness to put down what we've previously been interested in, more interested in, than the healing, than the miracle, when we put those negative thoughts down, stop entertaining them, and begin to treasure our true identity, and the opportunity to be truly helpful, then the miracles naturally unfold and it's breathtaking. It is astounding. And the thing is, is it is a level of healing that is so remarkable because in the human experience, in the egoic experience, we get convinced that healing is temporary we get convinced that healing kind of comes and goes and things don't last. And that's because in our experience of our relationship with the divine, we are not consistent. We are not committed. We are not holding tight and fast to our divinity. And so when our commitment, our devotion to love itself 
and to being truly helpful is coming and going. We're turning it off and on. One minute we're judgmental and the next minute we're in prayer. One minute we're spiteful and the next minute we're in meditation. One minute we're giving service from the depths of our heart and the next minute we're giving service hoping that somebody will notice us. So when we go back and forth and back and forth like that, we're totally inconsistent then what we experience is that God is inconsistent. We think, oh, God is inconsistent. So I can't trust God because God is inconsistent, right? So this is the projection of the mind. So remember, you don't get what you want, you get what you are. So if you're feeling that God is inconsistent and that uh, that incredible divine connection that some people talk about is only that 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 connection is only reserved for the mystics for the people who live in special places and uh you know have uh, an energy vortex in their backyard and know something about crystals and um have a close relationship with a swami or something that's crazy that's just ego chatter so we, we have to be able to develop the discipline of a spiritual practice to assist us in being truly helpful in every moment. We have to make that commitment to it in order to experience the, the great results because the nature of God is consistent. God is omnipresent. Love is omnipresent. Divine love is omnipotent. Because there's nothing else. Everything else is made up. Everything else is an illusion. So if you hearken back, as I often do to the, uh, I say hearken back, it's the back of the book, <laughs> the teacher's manual, manual for teachers in chapter four, in my favorite chapter in the teacher's manual is about the characteristics of God's teachers. Number one, trust. Number two is honesty, and it defines honesty as Consistency. So true honesty is the commitment to be consistent and being consistent. Then you're being honest with yourself. You're being honest with God. You're being honest with life when you're consistent. So if you experience um, the ups and downs and the pings and the pangs and the back and the forth, then the wobbling, if you feel off balance, and blindsided and all these different things, then for most people, it's a direct result of you being inconsistent. And going back to what I was speaking about at the beginning of the show, uh, developing a spiritual practice that is deeper, many people think, depends on having time. But that's not true. And that's exactly what I teach in Finding Freedom and in Masterful Living. So I teach about how I learned and what I learned about having a spiritual practice that is unceasing. And what I have seen with um, just, I don't even know how many hundreds of people in the classes over the years, is that when they purify, then their willingness to be more consistent, it shows up 
and then they become so grateful and so thankful that they can be more consistent. Their spiritual practice becomes much more important to them, and then they naturally invest more of themselves in that, and then the sense of lack and limitation dissolves. Their relationships improve, their finances improve, their careers improve, their health improves, because they're not needing all those negative experiences to push them, painfully push them to surrender, trying to work their own will. So freedom really is, and finding freedom really is, aligning with divine will and no longer needing to work our little will. So we can begin with being truly helpful. And so for me, I didn't know how to have a deep practice, but I set the aspiration to have a deep practice and to eliminate the waffling and the wobbling and the inconsistencies and the lack of trust and all of those things. And the miraculous results began to unfold. But it was all because of my cultivating my willingness and really adhering to that. So a lot of the Course in Miracles teachers I know, Gary Renard, David Hoffmeister, John Mundy, Ken Wapnick, they all say the same thing, that in in the course it initially talks about a little willingness is all that's required, and then as it goes along further, it reminds us that actually a an abundant willingness is required. And what I would say to you is we're cultivating the total willingness to be truly helpful and to be in this space of, I am only here to be truly helpful. I am here only to be truly helpful. That's it. There's no other purpose for my life but to undo the negative karma, the patterns of separation, and to be truly helpful, which is to be in my awareness, always seeking to unite with my brothers, my sisters, with the love of God. I am here only to be truly helpful. I am here to represent him who sent me. I do not have to worry about what to say or what to do, because he who sent me will direct me. I am content to be wherever he wishes, knowing he goes there with me. I will be healed as I let him teach me to heal. And this is true. This is truth. (laughs) This is truth. And it is so wonderful to be divinely guided and directed and to know that you're always in the right place at the right time. Because you're listening to the guidance, you're treasuring it, and you're grateful for it. Yes, 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 yes. So again, if you'd like help with this, Finding Freedom, go to jenniferhadley.com. You'll see right on the front page the um, information about Finding Freedom, and you can listen to the audios that tell you about the class and the video and if it's right for you at this time you will know and now is the great time if you take it now then you can repeat it at a huge discount in the fall and then you'll be so primed and pumped if you're interested in my year-long masterful living class 
So in this moment, let us place our hand on our hearts and give thanks that we are declaring ourselves awake and available to divine guidance and inspiration. We're walking the talk, living the love, and sharing the benefits with everyone. So grateful that we're one with them. And so it is. Amen. I love you. Have a great week.